Hey guys, welcome to the Georgia Field Hunting Podcast, episode 11. I'm your host, Brian Grossman, and today is going to be the first of what I hope will be a regular uh, Georgia deer season update. So we're going to be looking at um, some of the harvest numbers on both private and public land and uh, talking a little bit about how the the first opening weekend went for uh, the georgia field guys and um that that's primarily it in the future i hope to uh, have some other folks from around the state kind of jump in on the call and give you an idea of what they are seeing in the different regions of the state as far as maybe you know what the deer seem to be feeding on um, any kind of rut activity as we get closer to that time of year, uh, just to, to kind of give you an idea of what deer may be doing in your area. So if you're not getting out there every day, maybe you're just a weekend hunter, um, you can kind of know going in what to expect. So I think those will be really helpful. Um, I know some of the, uh, well, the Wired to Hunt uh, podcast kind of does that on a national scale, but I want to bring that down to uh, the Georgia state level. And uh, like I said, just have some folks from the different parts of the state on. So you'll know exactly uh, what's going on where you live and hunt here in Georgia. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, we'll still be doing some regular podcast episodes during this time, so I still plan on having some guests on or maybe covering some different topics throughout the deer season. But uh, I think these uh, deer season updates are going to be really cool to do. So we're going to jump right in. But before I do start on that, I do want to bring back up the Onyx promotion. Again, I'm a big fan of uh, the Onyx uh, mapping app. They're not you know, a sponsor. I'm not getting any kind of kickback on that. I've uh, been using the app for a while now and I really like it. So I went to them, asked them if we could have a promo code for the Georgia field listeners. Uh, and they, uh, they graciously supplied that for us. So if that's something you've been interested in, you want to give it a try, you can use the promo code, go to onyxmaps.com and use the promo code G A a field. So that's G A A F-I-E-L-D, and that'll give you 20% off. So whether you want the, just the one state version or you can buy the elite, I think it's called the elite membership that gives you access to all 50 states. Um, regardless, that, that, that 20% off should work for either of those. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. Um, and we're very thankful for those guys working with us on that. But now let's jump into a little bit about how opening weekend went. And I'll start off with uh, just a little breakdown of uh, kind of how things went for Evan York and myself. We both camped out here at a local WMA, um, one that, that I've been scouting all summer. And, and since I met Evan, he's been uh, actively scouting out there with me as well and had gotten the uh, you know, we had several spots picked out over there, had some pretty good trail camera um, photos, a, a few good bucks and a lot of activity. So we went in with high hopes. Um, the weather certainly did not cooperate, as, as those of you know who got out this past weekend. It was it was ridiculously hot, not only to be hunting, but to be uh, camping as well. Um, the old tent was was kind of a sauna even even at night but uh you know we made it through it but activity was definitely low or at least where we were hunting now i, I do want to clear you know clarify one thing and that's um you know deer got to move regardless of how hot it is uh, those deer have to they still have to feed they still have to drink um, they're still going to move some throughout the day um, you know, they're not going to be completely nocturnal just because it's hot outside. They've been dealing with that all summer. So uh, I can't blame the lack of, of our success or or uh, 
deer activity on all on the heat. Although, you know, I, I certainly think it can impact how much they move. Um, and, and, but we just weren't in the right place at, at the right time. And, uh, so let's see, really Saturday morning, I hunted a bedding area where I jumped a, a couple nice bucks back in July and I ran a trail camera there. I knew there was some decent bucks in that general area, but, uh, I actually walked up on a deer going in, which that, you know, that's the risk you take trying to hunt a bedding area. Um, he wasn't right where I was going to hunt. It was on the way, so I seen him with my headlamp. Um, you know, seen those eyes shining. Uh, couldn't tell what it was, whether it was a buck or doe, because as soon as I seen the eyes, um, I backed out and made a wide loop around and came in a different way to the to the bedding area, and got set up um, just shortly before daylight. I heard a deer coming my way, walked right in front of me at probably ten yards, but I just never could make out what it was it, this this was still you know before daylight or daylight even broke um so you know knew there was deer in the area but uh, that was that was it for the morning i seen a coyote shortly after daylight and uh wasn't able to get a shot at it but um, that was it for the day for the morning hunt um evan didn't see anything that morning we changed it up that evening and, and tried a different spot. I hunted a, a hardwood drain where I'd gotten a lot of photos, a lot of activity in there, um, both morning and evening, just uh, using this as a using it as a travel corridor. Had real high hopes of at least seeing a doe in there, um, but all I ended up seeing uh, shortly before dark, I did spot a buck up on the kind of the opposite side of the drain, working along the edge of the clear cut. Um, he never made his way anywhere near me, and it, it wouldn't have mattered if he did. I wasn't going to shoot a spike, but um, that was it as far as deer activity. I did bump a deer walking back out that was in that drain as well, um, closer to, to where I'd parked. But, man, it was, it was slow. Um, Sunday morning yielded no uh, – yeah, I didn't see anything from the stand. Hunted, a, a, again, a completely different area there on the same WMA. Um, and then Sunday evening, I hunted a completely different WMA. And once again, no deer activity. So not a whole lot to report from that op opening weekend. It was pretty disappointing as far as seeing deer. But man, <clears throat> regardless of how hot it was, it was good to be back in the stand. It, 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 was, uh, it, it felt good. Like I said, I'll be glad to be able to, to walk to my stand and actually get up in a tree without um, being drenched in sweat. I'm definitely looking forward to that aspect of it. But man, it's just it's good to be back out there chasing deer again. So I'm excited, still excited about what the season has to hold. I'm not, uh, you know, the lack of deer activity for one one weekend is certainly not going to get me down. So um, we did the one shining light out of all that is uh, the spot Evan hunted on, I guess Sunday, no Saturday evening. Um, once he got down from the stand after dark, he was able to grab two trail cameras we had out in the area. And uh, one of them had a couple of photos of a really nice buck. So, and that, that was an area, it was close to where he was hunting, but not exactly. And it's, it's one that we're definitely going to be looking closer at. I want to try to get in there and get some more cameras out and see if we can't get a pattern on this deer. But he did make a couple of daylight appearances that uh that have us fired up so we're going to be watching him and and seeing if we can get him on any kind of consistent pattern 
Um, but other than that, like I said, it was pretty slow out there. And by judging by the numbers that I'm looking at here on my screen, um, I think it was pretty slow for a lot of guys. Um, not a whole lot of uh, really – I mean, when you're thinking about Georgia and the number of bow hunters out there, uh, harvest – looks pretty low to me the overall total harvest on private land was 1809 deer and uh, unfortunately i don't have anything to compare that to um, georgia's game check system doesn't let you i can go back in and look at last year's total numbers but it won't let me break it down by by like uh, date range so i can't pull out you know how many deer were killed open and weekend last year um, i guess i could probably make some phone calls or, or some emails and, and get that number but again 1809 deer um, that sounds pretty low to me when you think about how many hunters were probably in the woods across the entire state this weekend and to give you a little bit of breakdown by county because I wanted to look at that and see how that all shook out. And there were 12 states that hit uh, or that had a harvest of 30 deer or above. And uh, the top county for the entire state was Hall County with 62 deer harvested on private land. Um, Hancock was right below that at 52 uh, then you had Forsyth and Fulton County, both uh, both saw 39 deer harvested. Um, Walton County had 35. Jasper had 34. Cherokee had 33. Bartow, 31. Coweta, 31. Merriweather, 31. Uh, Union, 31. And then Wilkes County had a total of 30 deer. So that, that was your 12 top harvest counties for the state during the opening weekend of bow season so on and to give you a little breakdown on the like i said it was 1809 deer was the total harvest um 1159 of those were does um 36 of those were button bucks 440 of those were what I guess you would call a quality buck, which they had at least four points on one side, you know, so they met the the statewide minimum for your second buck. And 174 of those had less than four points on on one side, or each side, I guess you'd say. So that that's the breakdown of the uh, the private land deer harvest. Now let's take a look at how the public land hunters fared and the, the numbers uh seem really low on this as well and again i guess one thing i should point out on all these numbers is this is the total number of legally checked deer so there's no way to know how many deer were actually shot you don't know what percentage go unreported um i have heard a statistic on that and honestly i can't i can't pull it out right off the top of my head here but uh the total reported harvest on wmas for the opening weekend was 96 deer uh, 70 of those were does, so roughly 70% of those were does. Uh, 10 of those were bucks with less than four points on each side. 10 of those were bucks with at least four points on one side. And six of those were button bucks. So there you go. You got roughly 70% um, female and uh, about 30% or a little less were male. Um so that's a breakdown of the total WMA harvest. As far as, let's see here. Yeah, as far as the, the 
best WMAs, or oh, I shouldn't say best WMAs, as far as the WMAs with the highest harvest um, this weekend, Joe Kerr's topped the list. That's not a big surprise. There were seven deer totaled there, or seven deer harvested there. Um, one of those was a buck, and six were does. Uh, McGraw Ford WMA came in second with six deer total taken. Five of those were does and one were buck. One was a buck. Um, followed by Crawford Pigeon Mountain WMA with five deer. Um, Flint River WMA with five deer. Ale- oh man, I'm going to butcher this. Alapahaw River WMA had three deer taken and then there was a bunch with three and two and one deer taken. So um, I'll put links hopefully by the time you listen to this I'll have all this data in an actual blog post on the Georgia Field website and I'll put a link to that on there so you can you can jump on there and find your WMA uh, see how many were harvested there or you can find your county and, and see how many were harvested on private land by county because um, obviously I don't want to sit here and, and read through all these and put you to sleep. But that gives you a little bit of an idea, again, about how hunters fared across the state, both on public and private land. Um, and the the best, or again, at least as far as how this past weekend went, the best counties and best WMAs um, for, for overall deer harvest. So hopefully that helps you out. Now, before I I wrap this up, too, I do want to jump into one other thing here that uh, the Georgia Field Podcast I've gotten involved in, and this is something that's kind of near and dear to me anyway. Um, We've partnered up with Hunt the Land Podcast and several other kind of Southern-based hunting podcasts to do a mentor, a hunting mentor challenge this fall. So we're basically challenging all you guys to make it a priority to mentor a new hunter this year. I'm sure all of you have read or heard about the decline in hunters. We've lost nearly 2 million hunters over the last, I think, five years, uh, maybe 10 years, but I believe it's the last five years we lost 2 million hunters. And so we, we have to reverse that trend if, if we want um, to keep on uh, with this, be able to pass down our hunting, our hunting heritage to future generations, um, we have to build those numbers back up. And one of the best ways to do that is for each of us to mentor a new hunter. You know, it's one thing, you know, to to take a person out on a hunt one time, like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these nonprofit organizations like QDMA, which I work for, put on these hunts and take these kids out and. And that's great. I mean, I think that's important to get the kids outdoors. Um, even if they never hunt again, at least they've been on a hunt. They understand hunting, and they'll hopefully be future supporters of hunting. But that's not necessarily creating a hunter. Um, you have to be able to follow up on that and, and take them on multiple hunts and teach them the whole process to where they'll eventually feel comfortable going out on their own. And so, again, we're just challenging everybody to, to pick at least one person this year. And, and it doesn't have to be a youth. In fact, I would encourage you to pick an adult. Uh, and there's a lot of adults out there that are willing to give hunting a try if somebody just asks them. And, and it might be the person you'd least expect. So, you know, talk to your colleagues at work. Talk to people at your church. Um anybody you know through through various networks and just put out the word that hey i'd like to take somebody new hunting this year you may be surprised who uh, will take you up on that offer and just try to create a new hunter that's that's what the challenge is all about and the, the challenge itself all we're asking you to do is mentor a new hunter 
get them out in the field, take some pictures while you're out there, post it to social media, and use the hashtag mentor the number two hunt mentor to hunt and um, there'll be some prizes given away we i know onyx has has donated multiple memberships Um, i think there's some other uh, organizations or other companies getting involved as well so there'll be some prizes at the end of this for both the hunter the the mentor and the mentee Um, but hopefully you know it's it's not really about the prizes it's about passing on our hunting heritage and we should all work that that's a responsibility i think all of us have so um, i'm definitely going to uh, try to reach out and mentor a new hunter this year i'm, I'm kind of doing that with evan although he's he's hunted some before he's not necessarily a brand new hunter um, but you know i'm trying to teach him what i know which uh, <laughs> might might not be a whole lot but you know to somebody that's just getting started um every little bit helps and uh hopefully he can take a, a little bit of what i've learned over the the last 30 years and uh you know apply some of that to to be more successful but you know i'm, I'm going to try to reach out and and get a uh you know someone involved that's never hunted before and um you know, do my part, put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. And and I would encourage each of you to do the same. So I wanted to bring that up and I'll put a link to more for, for more information about that in the show notes. So be sure to check that out um, and and challenge yourself to mentor a new hunter this year. Another thing I wanted to bring up <clears throat> was um, here we are as part of my job with QDMA. Uh, I do their social media, uh, the bulk of it. So I'm on social media a lot. Um, And sometimes that's unfortunate. Uh, It's kind of a love-hate type of thing. But one of the things that frustrates me every single year is, you know, you get all pumped up about hunting season coming in. I love seeing uh, about July and August, people really start to get ramped up and start sharing you know what they're doing and the scouting and all that stuff and then of course as the season start opening the the harvest photos flood the my news feed but you know it never fails slowly but surely when season comes in and even sometimes before season those news stories will start trickling into my news feed about deer hunters falling from the deer stand Um, some of them seriously hurt some of them you know are much worse some of them uh some of them end up dying and and it's just completely 100 percent preventable and so i just want to encourage you I, I just want to plead with you to wear your safety harness anytime you leave the ground make sure you're wearing a safety harness and make sure you're connected to the tree from the time you leave the ground to the time your feet touch the ground after the hunt so that means um, not only using your harness, uh, if you're using your climber, you know, use that um, that lineman's rope to stay attached to the tree the entire time you're climbing up and down. If you're if you're hunting out of a hang on and even a ladder stand, uh, anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of ladder stand or of tree stand falls occur from ladder stands. So don't think just because you're in a ladder stand, you don't need a safety harness. But if you're using a ladder stand or a hang on, make sure you're using a lifeline with that. So again, you're attached from the time you step off the ground to the time you step back on the ground because a lot of those falls happen entering and exiting the stand itself. It doesn't do you any good to climb up there and then hook in. Well, it might do you some good, but that's not protecting you 100% of the time. So wear your harness, stay connected. Um, I, 
I don't want to read about you falling out of the stand and, and, you know, fracturing your spine or, or much worse, you know, your family, your loved ones having to bury you um, because, you know, you were too selfish to, to wear a uh, safety harness in the deer stand. So um, your friends and family are dependent on you to come back safe from every hunt so that that's i'll get off my soapbox now but it's it's just not worth it guys wear a harness one last item here and i'll wrap this up but if you hear of a big deer being killed during this season um, please let me know i'll put my contact information in the show notes you can just jump on the georgia field either the website you can jump on any of our social media channels and contact me um, through any of those those uh, methods but let me know if you hear or if you kill a big deer yourself, you kill a big buck, you hear somebody else killing a big buck. Um, I'd like to hear about it because we want to report on that, not only, you know, social media and the website, uh, but we'll, we want to get those folks on the podcast to tell the story of their hunt. So I'm, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do this yet, but if you do report a big deer to me and we end up, you know, using that for social media or the podcast or whatever, um, you're going to be entered into a drawing of some sort. I hadn't figured out the prize yet. Maybe a trail camera or a Bass Pro gift card or something like that. We'll work something out that, that's uh, nice. Um, at the end of the season, we'll, we'll give away you know that prize to, to one lucky person out of uh, all the folks who uh, you know refer a uh, big deer kill to us. So be sure to do that. We would greatly appreciate it. Other than that, you know, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe to it if you already haven't, so you never miss an episode. Um, leave us a rating or or a review on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, those mean a lot to me when I get to read those and hear that you're getting something out of this podcast. Um, like I said, that really, really means a lot to me and kind of keeps me inspired to uh, to keep doing this because it's certainly uh, not about money. I'm not making any money off this thing, and it does take a you know I have to pour a good bit of time into to to putting these together, particularly ones with interviews. So if if you could just take a moment to leave a, a review and a rating, I would greatly appreciate it. And also, just if you don't take time to do that, if nothing else. Um, just share one of our podcasts with your hunting buddies, um, whether that's through an email or on social media or whatever. Uh, let them know that we're out here and, and pass the word along. But other than that, guys, um, get out there in the field. Make sure when you're out there that you shoot straight, you're hunting safe, and most importantly, you're enjoying your time in God's great outdoors. We'll catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>